0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the senior pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Now, let us pray. Father, we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Thank you because, again, we're here to share and to get fed from your table. And no one that comes into your presence lives the same way. So we are thinking in advance because of what you have started to do. Every time we come, it's a new beginning for us. So let this be a new beginning for all who are here present today and who will still join us. Or who will later go on through the media to listen to this same message. Father, receive all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today, I want to take my text from Mark chapter 11. And I'll be reading from verse 20 to 24. I read. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God for surely I say to you whoever said to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done he will have whatever he says therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing that indeed Jesus Christ came to establish the victorious way. He came to establish man as having dominion on earth. He came to establish man as the crown of creation he came to establish man as God's representative on earth and in doing this in the three and a half years with the disciples with a lot of parables and of course vivid examples of certain things he taught the basic principles of the kingdom and one such fundamental principle is the principle of faith glory be to God in the highest now what particularly is interesting about this was that they were just Naturally walking past. And Jesus led them to a fig tree. If you read the context of this passage, and when he got there, they said, Oh no, there are no fruits. And he said, Let no man eat of thee again. And of course, and they left. So that was just a natural occurrence, a casual incident, And if you look at the words spoken, normal, natural, everyday word. And they left. The Bible says, particularly of the tree. verse 12. Listen to this. Now the next day, when they had come from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree, having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Now, so you may want to say he was angry. I don't think so. I don't believe so. He was not angry. You will see the reason he did what he did. Oh, he was hungry. Oh, yeah, definitely he was hungry. There was no doubt about it. A number of times we have seen Jesus hungry. He was hungry and worried by the well of Samaria, remember? Hallelujah. And then, of course, when he was fasting and praying in the wilderness, he was not just hungry. I mean, he was hungry, thirsty, weak. So, we've seen several times when he was hungry. So, he wasn't angry. Why? Because the Bible says, it was not time for figs. And being an agrarian society, operating an agrarian culture, they all knew. Jesus knew. But nevertheless, in responding to this situation, he said let no one eat fruit from you ever again and then the writer of the book of st. Mark he said and his disciples heard it fine now in verse 20 the following morning and as they passed by they saw that the fig tree dried up why did it dry up because of words because Jesus spoke to the fig tree hallelujah <laughs> Now, it was a casual thing, but now that this tree had dried up from the root, they would have passed without anybody noticing. But Peter, remember, in kissing Peter, he looked, oh, the tree that the master cursed, and to his amazement, it had dried up. He said, see, master, wow, the fig tree you cursed has withered away. But Jesus actually was not cursing. He just spoke. <laughs> but the result was a curse on the victory. Glory be to God in the highest. Then what happened next is what's of importance to us now. So Jesus now answered and said to them, Have faith in God. And now a lot of preachers preach it. Papa Hegel. oh my goodness. I think he preached this almost the whole of his life. I've heard him. I've had many great faith teachers teach from here. That actually what we have there in the original have the God kind of faith. In other words, the only reason why Jesus approached the tree, knowing that it wasn't season for figs, and spoken the simple words he spoke was to have an occasion and a situation to teach them the God kind of faith. And how will he do that? Just demonstrated it by just speaking and living. And coming back to find that it is so. He now said to them, have the God kind of faith. Now, he now explained it. Glory be to God in the highest. He said, for assuredly, for verily, verily, hallelujah. Come on. The emphasis makes it very important. This is an all-important thing. So hear me. I say to you, whoever says, Whoever. Now you are surprised that I said to the tree, Let no man eat from you ever again. And for you, it is a curse on the tree. Yes, it's a curse in the sense that it will never produce fruit again. Actually, what we consider curse in the Hebrew culture is if something cannot do the reason or cannot fulfill the reason for which it is created or for which it has been brought. So that's a curse. And so that resulted in a curse, as it were. But I want you to understand that whoever says, even to this mountain, referring to a mountain there, you all know mountain, they come right from the cross of death. Whoever moves a mountain, where we've had to take advantage of where a mountain is sitting, we come with all kinds of explosives and all kinds of equipment to cut through, to blast. And Jesus was not saying whoever blasts; He says whoever says to this mountain, whoever says to this mountain be thou removed that is uprooted from the crust and be cast into the sea to fly and land in the sea and does not doubt in his heart please watch whoever says even to something as rigid as sturdy as immovable as a mountain be thou removed and be cast into the sea and does not have the doubt in his heart but believes come on that those things which he says will be done he will have whatever he says please if I were you I'll circle whoever says mountain move (laughs) and has no doubt in his heart I'll circle heart but believe that's got to do heart again That's those things which he says will be done he will have what he says. Glory be to God. So, can you see how he had explained the God kind of faith? We now use it to conclude with prayers. Therefore, I say to you, whatever, remember, whoever says, we have whatever, he says. Now, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray. So, that means that when you are praying, you are saying, Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe. Remember, whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast to the sea, and does not have any doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Whatever he says. So, what are we saying now? There are no casual prayers. Did you hear me? That was what I was saying last week prayer is saying. Jesus says, even when I just say, I'm communicating with the spirit and the temporal. When I just say. And there's no casual saying. But this is where I'm going particularly. The God kind of faith has to do with my heart, my believing, my saying. And since it's whoever I'm qualified, you are qualified more so when you have a relationship with this God in a covenant way. So whatever is at your disposal, at my disposal, glory be to God in the highest. I'm saying this to say this: that the battle of life is fought strictly in the heart. And that's why Paul we say in Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse four. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Now, verse 5, particularly this we are going. Casting down imaginations. Some version says arguments. Casting down imaginations. Again, that's heart. Casting down the image of things in your heart. Casting down some mindsets as it were. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. Now watch this. Bringing every thought exactly. Imaginations. Thought. Hallelujah. Now when we talk of heart, honest, we are talking of your thought life. You see the Bible whether in the Old or New Testament used the word heart a number of times. The Bible is not referring to that organ in your chest that is beating and pumping blood. No, 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 no. He's talking to your cognitive entity, your core, the part of you that rationalizes, the part of you that is able to design, differentiate, make choices. So he's talking of your person on the inside. But honestly, for ease of understanding, I want to limit it to your thought life. That explains it all. Have you ever read in the Bible before where it says the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can understand it? He's talking of the thought realm, the thought life of the average man. Who doesn't have God? It's wicked. So when the Bible says if you say and you have no doubt in your heart it's not referring to your mindset. So what was Jesus saying? Whoever Develops the mindset of changing anything, of establishing anything, of stopping anything, of moving anything. And you don't have a doubt in your heart, but you believe in your heart that what you say will come to pass. You will have whatever you say. But remember, we are talking of God's mindset. Remember the part of the Bible that says, look, have the mind of Christ have the thought life of Christ. And so that brings me to the place in the Bible that says, that's in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, as a man thinks, so he is. So in other words, that day when Jesus got there, and he looks at the tree, and he say, oh no. His thought life was, let no man eat out of this anymore. That was his thought. And he said it. And they walked away and no man will ever eat of it again and that's how faith is explained so it becomes important that as a believer we should limit our minds to the things that God has made available to us and he has made of us now why will we in Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4 that for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty true God for pulling down strongholds. Because life, as we know, it is a warfare. What kind of warfare? We battle thoughts. And that's why he says, casting down every imagination and bringing it into captivity, every thought. So it's a battle of thoughts all the time. For example, what Jesus said, where is the battle there? After he said, Let no man eat of you forever, the first step he takes away, the devil have said what if they eat what if it still produces but because what he said was God's word and was teaching God's kinds of faith he would not even bat an eye no doubt and now he translates to us that if you will only believe and you have no doubt in your heart then you will have whatever you see and that's the same principles all through the Bible I'll give you an example. The woman with the issue of blood suffered many things in hands of many physicians. Spent all her livelihood as it were. The Bible says she was nothing better. So she didn't move forward. If anything, but say she got worse. Then she heard about Jesus. Then she said If only I can touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Now watch this. She heard. She believed it. She said, now what's that? If you say to this mountain, that was a mountain in her life, nothing could help her. She was heading for the grave, but she heard. She believed in her heart and she spoke and she has no doubt in her heart. she moved out. She action to her thoughts. I have to touch his garment. It was one of the most difficult things. You know the story. In a culture where women were never counted, women and men don't mix. You don't speak to a woman in public. And mostly she was defied. She was eating blood. But because she had believed and she had spoken and she had no doubt. Oh, faith will make a way. She touched in the midst of a humongous crowd of men. She got a miracle. The God kind of faith. The seed was sown in her heart. She believed it. She spoke it. He said, wait a minute. Are you now saying if I believe anything and I say it, I'll get that's what I'm saying. And that's why you have to be careful what you hear. Romans in 10:17 says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God that woman heard. Did you hear me? She heard and so she believed and according to Mark 11 she didn't have a doubt she got it. Romans in 10, 10 says it is with the heart man believes. Can you see why your heart is very important? And with the mouth confession is made into salvation. Ghibli we call it in the Christendom the heart and mouth connection. That's your creativity. You don't create anything in Christendom if it doesn't come from your heart and spoken through your mouth. And that's why, again, the writer of the book of Proverbs, we say, in chapter 4, verse 23, he says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it comes the issues of your life. One version of the Bible says, for out of it starts your life. Another version says, for out of it determines the extent of your life. Your heart and that's why it is often said that you can never be above your mindset your mindset defines your life the woman with the issue of blood will have died with the issue of blood because her mindset was such that if you have this you will die and she did everything she fought it but when she heard meditating on it she believed uh, she spoke she moved She got it. So keep your heart. How do you keep your heart? Keep it in the Word of God. The Bible says to let the Word of God dwell richly in you. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. It says, Let it dwell richly in you. How do you keep your heart? The Bible says, Do not conform, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. How? With the Word of God. For that woman, the symptoms, the manifestation of the disease, was enough. And then all the attempts to get delivered, that was not possible, was enough to kill her. So that was enough for her to conform with, I am dying. There's no hope. But she never stopped. And how did she escape? She heard a promise of the month, Isaiah 59, 19 to 21. And Remember, it's a month of covenant victory. So how are we going to achieve the victory? It will start from her hearts hear the promise so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the West and his glory from the rising of the Sun when the enemy comes like a flaw the Spirit of God will lift up a standard against him look at verse 21 It says as for me says the Lord watch this this is my covenant with them you heard me right covenant Uh with them my spirit is upon you and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth so what's our promise? What's the covenant that God has with us? He has put His spirit in us, He has put His spirit on us and has given us His word. How do we speak His word? except as we have His word in our hearts? Here Jesus, He says, "Hey, it's only out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. The mouth only speaks out of the outflow from the heart, from the mind. so what a man is in the habit of thinking is what he says all the time as well as somebody says i only need to hear you say something i will know exactly what you are thinking about and i know what kind of person you are so apart from knowing what your opinion is on the matter it tells me the kind of person you are straight away a man is never above his mindset a negative person will always approach everything negatively a person full of faith will approach everything with faith someone says for the same bottle with same level of water in it a negative person will always come to say that bottle is half empty and what we follow will be we are not sure we can survive on this but someone else will say oh that bottle is half filled I know we can still do something with that the same bottle and usually following the law of faith by the grace of God the one that says he's half full and we know we can do something we never get empty the one that says look it's half empty uh, then of course we don't know what we can do with it they would normally not do nothing with it and that's why the bible will tell us the just that is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus will live by faith what is faith then hearing believing declaring Get in it. Glory be to God. So he says, my covenant is that I have put my spirit on them. I have put my words in their mouth. What does that mean? It's not only in their heart. It's bubbling from their heart. And they're speaking it. It's victory. 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 You heard me. Victory. And that's why this month, in the name of Jesus, your victory cannot be denied. Cannot be denied. The just shall live by faith. Jesus said, have the God kind of faith. Every singular exploit in the Bible is a faith exploit. And every single exploit of your life can be nothing else but a faith exploit. The time has come for us to start believing God more than ever, taking him at his word. Remember what Jesus says? Therefore, can I begin to close by saying, therefore, whether you are just building an opinion on something, or you are Praying over something heed the advice of Paul Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 Finally my brethren whatever things are true whatever situation or circumstance you find yourself contrary to the word of God and what God has done for you through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is not true so whatever things are true Jesus said I am the way the truth and the life whatever things are true whatever things are noble Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good reports, remember, he will have whatever he says. Uh-huh. If there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. One Think on these things. Can you now see that God will not put you victorious apart from your mind? God wants you to yield your mind to him. If your spirit is surrendered to him, then please put your mind there. The Bible says to always have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is the mind of the Father. The mind of Christ is the one that will say, oh no, 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 Lazarus is sleeping. Don't worry yourself. My prayer is that this month in the name of Jesus, as we begin to walk in the victory that is ours, may our minds, our hearts be attuned afresh to the power the victory and the Spirit of God in the name of Jesus. Honest, I see you as head and not tail. I see you as being above only and never beneath. I see you shining with the glory of the Lord. I see you, like the Bible says, always overcoming. I see you get healed from every affliction of the devil because by his stripes you are healed. I see you walk and live in peace in the name of Jesus. The Bible says the one that puts his trust in him shall be put to shame. I see shame far from you in the name of Jesus. And I see you far from oppression in the name of Jesus. I see you riding over the storms of life. I see you like a city on a hill. I see your wife like a fruitful vine around the table. I see your days of your life fulfilled in the name of Jesus. It is your month of covenant victory. Please write to us. We'd like to rejoice with you. Do you know about the covenant? When is covenant? He says, My covenant I will not break. On my part I will do everything that my word is in your mouth. But you've got to agree with me. Your best days are ahead of you in the name of Jesus. I see God rescuing your feet from the mighty clay. I see Him rescue from the horrible pit. Where people are mourning and doubting and fear. I see you singing and rejoicing. I see the glory of the Lord in your life more than ever. You are special to Him. Again, let me say it. Writers, we want to rejoice with you. We want to share in your victory and your joy. We want your victory and your joy and your testimony. To spark of such in many other lives. It is well with you. Now, for anyone who is sick in the body, we rebuke that sickness in the name of Jesus. By his stripes, we have been made whole. We believe it and so we declare it. I say, be healed in the name of Jesus. Every step may say, I am healed by stripes in Jesus' name. That's right. Say it again. I am healed by stripes in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing. Please write to us again. We want to rejoice with you. It encourages us and it gladdens our heart. Write us. Now may the peace of God tabernacle in your life, your heart and your home in the name of Jesus. May you see the best days that God has prepared for you the rest of your life in the name of Jesus. Your children will bring you joy. Your health will not fail you. You always have a reason to say thank you, Jesus. It is well with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen